This is Kenyon Drake, and you listen to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the epic Roster Watch podcast brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap here today with the Trash Man as he will be unveiling in, un, un, uh, unveiling his early top 10 at the running back position for fantasy football in the year 2020. My apologies to everybody that listened to the last podcast and the sound was uh, complete shit. I was recording the audio through my through my AirPods, I didn't realize that my mic had turned off. So it's crazy, trash man, because we see our numbers going up with our listeners and stuff. I realize that every time somebody listens, there's probably some new listeners coming along that have never heard us before, and it tilted me endlessly to think that they would think that my mic always sounds that fucking bad. They'd be like, "I'm not, hey. I'm, I'm not listening to this asshole, and I'm not listening to this guy and this group group, group of clowns anymore. That this this shit hurts my ears." Well, it's only downhill from there, right? <laughs> I guess so. A uh, quick reminder, we're also on uh, YouTube, Periscope. If you guys on YouTube could make sure to click subscribe and leave a comment, leave us a thumbs up. We would really appreciate it over there, of course. Uh, any ratings and reviews in Apple Podcasts, we greatly appreciate. And, of course, our pro memberships at rosterwatch.com now include version 1.0, soon to be version 1.1 of the PPR cheat sheet. So we're getting a super early start for you guys. And, of course, everything that we talk about here with these rankings uh, you know, this, this is an aggregate effort to, uh, to make sure that we have every bit of insight and knowledge possible as we continue to craft the structure and the skeleton of the, of the cheat sheet. I'm sure you, you haven't checked it out, trash man, because you don't read <laughs> fantasy football content and you, and, and you rarely go to the site rosterwatch.com. I go to the site rosterwatch.com to, to make sure my content's being posted. And I, 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 I look at fantasy information. It's you know, I just I don't I don't adhere to uh, to the majority of prognosticators in the in the fantasy sphere. Oh, I, I'd say I'd say that for sure. <laughs> that's why you get that. That's why you get hurt so badly whenever you tra- you lose in a huge, <laughs> huge fantasy playoff matchup to Trash Man when he starts some asshole like Rock Cartwright or something. <laughs> It's just the it's just just the absolute absolute stone like nut low to be to, to go 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 against Trashman and have him start these trashy players against you. We're not going to be talking about trashy players though, Trashman. Today we're going to be talking about your top ten running backs at this early part of the season. <laughs> hey, hey, um, you might think they're trashy. Maybe. Let me ask you this before we talk about some of these news and notes. What did you think about Byron? He kind of dropped a little bit of a bomb on me saying that Saquon Barkley is going to be his top running back this year uh citing a lack of uh similar volume under matt rule and just you know the the just the way that the the way that the giants look like they're set to bounce back another year under daniel jones belt or the offensive line continuing to be addressed um and the fact that jason garrett coming in there now i mean we've got the reports that jason garrett 
is basically going to run the same, uh, very similar. I can, and I, I can't believe Joe Judge can, comes out and says this because you you really open yourself up to some criticism and um, saying that the office is basically going to be like what they ran in Dallas. But if the office is going to be like what they ran in Dallas, they're going to hand the ball off like crazy to Saquon Barkley if, if he kind of sees him as, as his Zeke. What do you think before we even get started about, about Byron saying that? And should we – I mean, should we be giving that serious consideration? For me, it's just really hard to make it anybody not named Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I could see Saquon getting close to similar usage as Christian McCaffrey, but and 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 I think he's arguably maybe more may, as talented as Christian McCaffrey. Oh, I mean, from a pro, from a pure prospect profile, Saqu- I mean, Saquon had maybe a more profile coming maybe. in, yeah. But uh, I, th- that profile goes out the window once we've seen what Christian McCaffrey has been able to do at the NFL yeah. level. But it's uh, – I just don't think – I think with the kind of firepower that's been added to the NFC East, I think all the team's offenses are going to be better. <laughs> I don't know that they can afford to run the ball in, you know, as much as someone like the Panthers might be able to in the NFC South. Yeah, but I mean, they they can afford to dump it off to Saquon a whole lot. I'm I'm just gonna we're gonna have to keep running projections and keep kind of seeing seeing where this is. I I'm not ready to move Saquon ahead of Christian McCaffrey yet, but it's certainly an argument with Byron that we'll continue to have, and he seems pretty locked in on it. So we'll see how he handles it. I just I want to get to a couple bits of news and notes here first before we talk about your uh, top ten. And one of the things that I saw I thought was interesting was this note on Roto World regarding um, – hey, do you know what else? The note on Roto World is uh, just as I see it right now, they've they've uh, – so the virtual offseason has been moved back to May 29th. Your thoughts? Do they do they just do this uh, – do they just kind of move this thing back by, t- by two weeks? It's, it's, it seems like two <laughs> weeks is the magic is, – is the magic duration. <laughs> You know, it's like let's kick 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 the can down the road, not too far. Let's not be like LA and shut everything right. down. To uh, I mean, <laughs> hey, we're hey we're about to Texas is about to have an influx of of, of LA residents. I I think even more. Um, we already do. This yeah. is this is like we're all full up. We're all full up, right, trash man? We're basically San Diego right now. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, it smells a lot less like eucalyptus. <laughs> Um, anyway, all right. So, but so the other news I saw. Uh, let's see, Jay Sternberger. There was news that, um, and I don't know whether it was somebody just whether it was like a. Uh, so the Athletics Matt Schneidman confirmed second year pro Jay Sternberger is the favorite to replace Jimmy Graham as the Packers pass catching tight end. Now, if 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 he's replacing Jimmy Graham, that's a worthless fantasy asset as it is from what Graham was last year. Right. But my, the, the thing I could the, the the question that I could, and look, I understand as well as anybody in the football business, we need to keep making content. I get it. And I, I think it's easier for us because we just talk about fantasy. We talk about the numbers. There's a million different subjects we can talk about. If you cover just one team, it's, it's, it's hard to come up with your headlines and your week, you know, the stuff that you're, I, I just, I don't, what is the new news? What is what is what has happened besides the obvious inference that Jay Sternberger was a guy who they drafted with early round capital last year? Jimmy Graham's now gone. I don't feel like this. This certainly doesn't come from anything he's seen at practices. It's kind of like you and I, I think, talked about with Dan Arnold, right? It's like I the think, Dan I Arnold think maybe, effect. 
I think maybe he ran into Sternberger somewhere in town. <laughs> the Dan Arnold grocery store talk. You think he was wearing yeah. a mask? Yeah. All right. Probably uh, not. Here, here. I just it, it it reminded me that we we Byron specifically asked. You know, my main questions for fucking Matt Lafleur at the combine were regarding Aaron Jones, and you saw what he did last year. You saw him take over football games. He was like one of the engines that that got you that unlikely playoff run, sort of serendipitously because Jamal Williams was hurt. All these other guys, like once you got to see that, well. Do you now like? Do you still hate Aaron Jones? Are you, I mean, are, are you are you giving the football? And that's when he, you know, famously or you know, famously to us, said, "No, uh, yeah, uh, you know, we like Aaron. We we really think that we need to bring in a bring in a third guy." And then, <laughs> we're just like a third guy, and that's what they did with AJ Dillon. I mean, like he was being truthful. Here, here's what Byron asked Lafleur about Jay Sternberger, and I don't remember exactly what his answer was, but I remember thinking to myself. That doesn't sound like a, a a gleaming endorsement. Let me just let me just play it real quick. I have it here on my phone. Which what do you guys think you have in at the tight end position in Jace Sternberger? Yeah, I'm excited for Jace. I thought uh, certainly that it was it didn't start off the greatest. You know, he was he was injured quite a bit and then uh, was on IR and we brought him back and you know it, it was a process. But I thought he started to get a good handle on things towards the end of the season. I think Justin Allen did an incredible job with him just putting in the extra time needed for you know for him to get up to speed and I thought you know he was playing some good ball at the end of the season in the limited reps that he got okay okay I mean wasn't as bad as I remember not <laughs> not not it, it, but it, it isn't like he came over the top and said like oh dude Jace you see him at practice. Like, wait till, like, wait till, wait till, wait till we let this dude loose. <laughs> yeah, I, it's that seemed like there, there was nothing. Wait till we let him loose. For, He's gonna get unleashed. There was not, that was not. Fire there was up. nothing that stood out for me there, and and when what he was Sounds saying. Sounds like a bunch of coach speak. I love you too, Sports G. Yeah, there you go. Sports G says he loves the trash man. John M is saying these these. 14-day timelines are all Fugazi. Okay. That's a good band. What, what do you think about our what do you think about our 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 dearest and most precious golden son, Anthony Miller, coming out and saying that he's about to have his best season? I think that's probably <laughs> true because he's Hey, that that wouldn't he wouldn't have to have a great season to have his best season. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But I, I think that Anthony Miller's a guy that you know. There's been a lot of talk and a lot of buzz about Allen Robinson, what he's going to be able to do with better quarterback play. My deal is uh, – We're assuming Trubisky, that the play is going to be better. Yeah, and you kind of think that Mitchell Trubisky is going to start the season as the starter, right? If he gets beaten – I don't I don't know that. I don't – I'm not assuming that. I just – I think that Ryan – you know, Ryan Pace is not going to – that GM is not going to – He's he's gonna give Mitchell. I think Mitchell's got to fail miserably for his boy Mitchell Trubisky, who he traded up to take when he could have just he could have just easily <laughs> taken Deshaun Watson or Patrick Mahomes. Oh, he's gonna man. give him every chance. He's 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 gonna give him every chance. Um, I if I were to bet, I would say Nick Foles comes in after you know Mitch falls on his face over the first couple of weeks of the season. So I, I don't know if it'll be a hot start for Anthony Miller. Do you do you have any do you have any thoughts on him? I, I was looking at the cheat sheet thinking maybe I should. Maybe I could get him up a, a little bit. We certainly want some exposure to 
to such a golden son. How do you feel about him in comparison to wide receivers? Like, you know, as we get down in here, like, would you rather have Anthony Miller or Denzel Mims? Rookie Denzel Mims. Good question. It's that you're pulling at my heart, heartstrings. I mean, I would, I would, I would say, Hey, if Nick Foles is the quarterback and if Miller is getting quarterback and if, and if Miller is getting reps in the slot and he's completely healthy. Yeah. I, I, I like that combination. I do too. I think I, I, I think I would take him over Mims. Would you take him over Preston Williams down in Miami? Coming off injury, it seems like people have forgotten about Preston Williams. No, I, I haven't heard I haven't. really any offseason talk about him. But yeah, considering the fact that Miami didn't really do a lot to improve their receiving core, I mean, I guess you have to wonder if their quarterback play is going to be any better. Yeah, uh, well, in 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 Miami, yeah, it'll be better than it'll be better than Josh Rosen. <laughs> right, there won't I be see, any I, Josh I, Rosen. I suppose that's true, but yeah, no, I, I still like Patrick's going to toss it up right. to these. It'd be Fitzpatrick tossing it up to these guys. Yeah. Um, and you have to think the running game is going to be considerably better. Oh yeah. Well, hey, let me ask you this: is 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 Anthony is Anthony Miller more viable than than Nicole Hardman? Even though Nicole Hardman is such a home run threat and he plays on much a better offense, I, I think so too. And I was Absolutely. noticing in these simulations we were getting a ton of um we were getting a ton of mccall hardman and i would like to be getting more anthony miller so i'm gonna i'm gonna flip-flop where those guys are positioning wise for 1.1 we'll we'll have that update up pretty soon and just one more quick thing would you have both of those guys would 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 you have both jerry judy and cd lamb above anthony miller i would have cd lamb above anthony miller but not jerry judy I think Jerry Judy might have the – I mean, just – might even have a little I mean, bit of a, he, Hey, he's, he's going to be dependent on Drew Locke. And, and that's the kind of, that's what I'm looking at there. I get that. I get that. I think CeeDee Lamb – and CeeDee Lamb is legitimately going to, going to render Gallup useless – Right. I mean, I, I mean, don't know about even, that. I, I think I think Gallup can still open up the field. I think he's going to have some uh, big plays. I have I have zero interest in Michael Gallup this year. I mean, I have zero interest in Michael Gallup. Um, I think I'll still get, I think he'll still have some. some I was surprised. Play. I was surprised that he turned out to be as good at times during his pro career that he did, based on what I saw of him as a prospect and at the Senior Bowl. Well, um, I, I, it seemed like on his tape, though, it seemed like he played up to his competition. And yeah, so, no, know. I mean, our fridge, our, our good friend, Chris Trapasso, I mean, he, he used to, Chris used to, ah, shit, he used to write on, on roster watch. Now he's the, he's the draft guy for CBS. He, um, he had Michael Gallup as like his number, like number two wide receiver in that whole class or something, something crazy. <laughs> so he was doing victory laps last season. I think even he knows the CD, like, fuck, it's a, Michael Gallup can't hold CD's jock. It, I mean, it's really, really, really true. It's almost like a Mari Cooper can't. Um, okay, let's move on here to your top 10 running backs for 2020. These are very early. These are not roster watch rankings. This is not the cheat sheet. This isn't any of it. This is a topic that we were told by somebody within our marketing team would be good to have <laughs> on YouTube for search. 
So are we those guys? Are we those guys? Or are we listening to the to the heads? Are we the you know listening to the to the people in the A and R office yes. uh, about you know the the cowbell yes. we should add? Play the, the fucking hits, man. <laughs> nobody nobody wants to no, nobody wants you to add that that cockamamie thirty minute bridge that, that you've written in five eight. Just as a, just as a masturbatory, you know, masterpiece to your own musical ability that nobody else wants to listen to. Yes, hey, yeah, a, a, to, a, a, a true penny, a true penny vice. Where it's it, it is a it it's a hey, I'll tell you what it's a it's a vice of a lot of bands to forget what your audience actually wants to hear about. <laughs> and I'm not sure our audience even wants to hear about top ten running backs, but and they'll, they'll hear about hear what, about they want to hear analysis. about what you've got to say. Yeah, they they want to hear our our analysis of these things, and um, we definitely are all about making sure that we can uh, manipulate the various search engines and such. And a, a, a great way you guys can help us with that is to comment on the YouTube videos. Um, we'll reply to those comments because we've heard that that is what makes our uh, benevolent robot overlords even even more more pleased and could and could send more people our way. And they they we feed really us your help. They yeah. feed us after that. They feed uh, us more. Oh, do you know what I have to do also just before we get started with this? Uh, let me pull up quickly a, um, a little note here from some of those same folks that tell me about this stuff and give you a reminder that the 2020 Roster Watch Cheat Sheet is available now at rosterwatch.com. The revolutionary cheat sheet that changed fantasy football forever is back only at rosterwatch.com. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. All you have to do is follow three simple rules. That's it. Three rules. It couldn't be easier. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. An expert quality draft is guaranteed. The Roster Watch Cheat Sheet. Only at rosterwatch.com. All right. Trash man. Your top 10 running backs. Let's start at number 10. You want me to start not be like Byron and Ru- it, No, we end with a climax. It doesn't get interesting until the later ones. Okay. That's fair. Let's start at the top then. We can end with the climax right. still. It's going to be Christian McCaffrey, number okay. one for me. That's kind of a given. Just based on what he did last, it's a, it's a safe pick. And, you know, Barkley could very well be the number one guy when it's all said and done. But, you know, based on – I'm going to based off of what happened last season and McCaffrey was just unstoppable. D- d- different coaching staff doesn't worry you at all quarterback and Teddy Bridgewater that was that, no, that neutered, I mean, neutered Alvin Kamara in this in, in this screen game last year whenever he had to come in for Drew Brees but I think in situations like that and in, in some cases that you kind of stick to what was working for them while they're making other changes and I feel like if anything was working for him it was Christian McCaffrey and it's anything that was that was keeping them above above water I, I just I wonder you know nothing's really happened since the combine with these guys, like the drafts happen, but as far as from what these coaches have believed, and I have this app pulled up on my phone where I have some of the combine. <laughs> says Robbie I, Anderson. That's about it. I asked, I asked Matt rule specifically about CMC's workload. Let me just play this. Like, I'll just play this clip again. I've just been talking for this, like the last couple of years about scaling back Christian McCaffrey's workload. Um, what is your general philosophy on running back, running back rotations? When you got a guy like that, that's the best running back in the league. Do you just kind of have to have him out there at all times? You know, um, and I say this not specific to Christian because I haven't coached him enough yet. I mean, I don't think there's anybody taking care of their bodies and doing the, you know, the rehab recovery. I mean, he's he's elite in those areas, but not just in general. You know, as a, as a head coach and an offensive coach over the years, 
my philosophy has always been, you know, you, you want to help your great players be elite. So, you know, the more carries you give somebody, obviously they're going to play better. But in ways that we can allow our other players, and we feel really good about the entire running back room. We have three or four guys under contract that we feel like, yeah, they can go out there, they can play. And so um, I think diversifying, giving those guys more of an opportunity to play in different roles, that doesn't mean you take somebody off the field. You can put two guys out there. But I think that um, that's always been our philosophy and finding what players can do well playing to their strengths and so um christians is obviously a special player as i said he takes care of himself at an elite level but we also like the rest of the backs as well and so i think in joe's system i think it's going to be based upon you know being really multiple and and uh, jeff nixon's our running back coach you know you look at his running back room when he was in miami i mean the two t- starting tailbacks in the super bowl were his third and fourth tailback in miami so um you know we have experience with getting a lot of guys on the field okay so the, the fact they gave him all that money. So yeah, it's a it's 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 a banner year for Reggie Bonifano. Is, is what he yeah, said. he's like we got all these guys. Who they have Jordan Scarlett. Wasn't that guy in the AAA or the XFL or something? I just I don't even know. That was Cameron Artis Payne. That was in the yeah. Um, all right. So, so Christian McCaffrey at one. Uh, Sa- I'm sure Saquon won it too. Saquon is number two. Okay. The one the one B. After yeah. that. Yeah. So let's see. You let's just. No, no. I think that this is where it's like you can begin to have a begin to have a conversation, you know, about what's next. And maybe not. I think you. I think the conversation starts at, starts at four. Yeah, for me, number three is Ezekiel Elliott. Was that who was there for you too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before yeah, we go that, on, that often. Before, before we answer, gonna- yeah, no, no. We'll we'll answer this guy, LA Red Sox twenty fives question. After you talk about Ezekiel Elliott, but everybody knows about Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, that offense is just going to be spitting hot fire all season, I think. And I think better wide receivers just make it easier for Ezekiel Elliott in that backfield. And I don't think they move away from him. I think that I th- I think that with the quarterback kind of situation there, <laughs> a lot. I read a lot. Of, a lot. Of, a lot of people want Dalton back there under center, but I don't think it really would make a difference. Who? His mom I mean, and dad? No, like I, I, reading comments. They want and, they, they, they want in over Dak Prescott. Yes, a, a lot of Cowboys fans. Uh, do, you know, do, you know, do you know? I realize more and more as I've gotten older and older, trash man. The average like they're like there are a lot of morons in the world. A lot <laughs> of true. a lot of real idiots. Um, who could ever who, who could ever think that? Uh, yeah. So number three, pretty easy. Um, let's just answer this question from Periscope. We want to try and answer these questions when we can. LA Red Sox 25 says, has JK Dobbins made Gus? So Gus Edwards irrelevant. And do you think he takes carries away from Ingram this year? The answers to those are yes. and Yes. Yes. And yes. yes. (laughs) Resounding yeses. All right. We thank you very much. LA Red Sox for being a premium member at Roster Watch. We love you too, brother. And we can't thank must you. Must be hard we being can't. a Red Sox fan in LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> must be. A lot of a lot of a lot of rough times in LA right now, trash man. A lot, a lot of rough going on. Um okay. Number four. Number four for me is Dalvin Cook. I I love it. That's where I have it too. Uh talk to me about why you have it, Dalvin Cook over Alvin Kamara there. Not to give away your next bit. <laughs> I just think, I mean, really, they didn't do much to improve the offense otherwise. I, I think they're going to lean more to the running game, even than they did last year. Yeah. I, th- I think, you know, I guess, I guess there's an argument that the backfield might be a little more split, but even well, so, 
I mean, because they've they've got a good backup there in Minnesota. And, you know, I could see them giving Cook more of his rest there because they have because they have a decent backup there. So but I just think in PPR formats and that's what we're talking about here. And that's what I'm always going to talk about here. I think Cook is just an invaluable resource that Minnesota Vikings team that's going to be. um, I, I think even more reliant upon the run this year than last year. Shout out to Roster Watch OG member Minion Hunter here on the YouTube chat. I guess his YouTube name is I Am Ion's Cat. Do you know what that means, Trash Man? Anything to do with Ion's Cat? I'm Ion's Cat. We follow Minion Hunter on Twitter, and he sometimes sometimes tweets out these kind of folklorish fantasy types of drawings. Ion's Cat. (laughs) I don't know, Ion's. I mean, I know there's like, oh, Cat Ion. Okay, I get it. Cat ion. What does that mean? Yeah, it's it's some it's a scientific. It's like a it's into like proton neutrons. I think cation. Yeah, it's a positive charge, positively yeah. charged ion. Well, we do. But we do know one thing about Minion Hunter. Our our boy Wicked Smack. Wicked Smack. <laughs> I thought maybe there's going to be like like a Schrodinger's cat reference or something like that. He he he. One of the top guys recap. So it was Christian McCaffrey. Um, Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Dalvin Cook. Now, now talk about Alvin Kamara. <laughs> just, oh no! I, I mean, I said Dane Cook. How'd you know it's going to be Alvin Kamara next? Nah, it's got to be. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to end the we're going to end the stream. <laughs> yeah, it is Alvin Kamara. I mean, I mean, no, nothing really has changed. I mean, you still have Alex's favorite running back as the uh, as the one B <laughs> to Alvin Kamara. Do you, do you know what I do? You know what I think that the that the interesting and kind of overlooked guy in that offense is is, is going to be as I've been making Emmanuel Sanders. Team. Yeah, I I like I like the idea of Emmanuel Sanders in that. Oh, offense. I love it! I love it. Emmanuel Sanders slants over it, the middle. I, I think it I think it hurts Michael Thomas just the smallest, the tiniest bit. Not 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 much. I still think Michael Thomas is still <laughs> wide receiver one. But I do I, I do I think it hurts him. Like he hasn't had any real competition like that. You know. Well, the thing, and the thing is, and the thing is, Michael Thomas is kind of relying upon volume. You know, he's not making a lot of you know huge chunk plays and so i think that's where he may but he makes play after play after play after play play after play after play but he he catches everything (laughs) and so but and that's where i i see that hurting but yeah camara i think it's i think he's going to improve on last year certainly i have no i have no idea where you're going to go here with 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 number six there's a million ways you you could go so maybe you were right that we didn't count that we didn't count down for me, it's Derrick Henry. I, that's that's where I am too. For for now, um, do you want to? And do, do you worry at all that the Tennessee Titans drafted Darrington Evans, or do you just think that when you saw him, you're like, well, what that is is that's a Deion Lewis replacement, and Deion Lewis didn't do shit down the down the at all um, last year, especially down the stretch. Yeah, you have to, to think me, with to a, me what it means is it is it, is it takes away any positive energy that we could have that like we get the any hope we could have held out that maybe finally this is going to be the year that they start throwing Derrick Henry the football. <laughs> I, I just think with a guy that gets as many touches at Henry, you have to have a decent backup. And so I yeah, I think Darrington was he's insurance. And you and don't I worry about you worry about, worry about losing about some of their 
just losing some offensive line players. Like, didn't they lose Jack Conklin? Um, I mean, if there's anybody who can who can withstand the loss of a an offensive lineman or two, it's it's Derrick Henry. Like, this yeah. is a guy who can power. I mean, he's a power back who can yeah. catch the ball. I think maybe Jack they find Conklin. ways to get maybe they find ways to get the ball to him in space more because specifically because of that reason. Or it could be Darrington Evans. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, I do like Derrick Henry there. It's a, it, it's a tough one. Who do you, who do you have at number seven? Joe Mixon. Dude, we we are we have, I, we have the same list thus far. It's crazy. Tell tell me why. Joe Mixon. I mean, down the stretch at the latter, you know, the last half of that season, I, I think were, it's a t- I think it's a tough decision between Mixon and Derrick Henry. To be quite honest, like, did you have trouble with that? No, just to, no. I just think Tennessee's offense is a little bit better than Cincinnati's, at least at this point until we, until it's proven otherwise. But Joe Mixon was just such a big contributor on that offense the latter half of that season. And maybe, you know, maybe they lean more on A.J. Green now that he's going to be healthy and they have T. Higgins there too in the receiving game. But Joe Mixon can catch the ball too. And I oh. think Joe Burrow – Joe Burrow is going to need to dump the ball off quite a bit, you know, in his rookie campaign. I think Joe Mixon stays where he where he was the latter half of that season, or, or improves actually. Yeah, in his production. I, well, well, just look at all the look at all the factors we have going for him. He gets an upgraded quarterback to the best quarterback in the draft. One of the guys that's going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and Joe Burrow. If what we saw his senior year at LSU translates, which, which I think it will. Um, you get AJ Green back. You get Tyler Boyd's coming back. John Ross is coming back. You you have you have weapons all over the all over the field for Joe Burrow. Uh, you have T Higgins, who they spent a second round draft pick on. Uh, you know, Auden Tate's still kicking around there, but T Higgins <laughs> probably the probably the eventual replacement to AJ Green. I mean, just a terrific landing spot for that guy. And then what about like? Whenever, whenever Joe Mixon came in, we said, "Look, this guy's probably you know he, there's terrible off-field issues, right? But if you can look past it all, he's got a ton of Le'Veon Bell to his game. You know, we've seen what a guy like Le'Veon Bell when he gets fall, he's able to do in that division. Trash man, you talked earlier about just down the stretch last year, whenever it looked like the Bengals were tanking and they were going against teams that were much better than them, like the New England Patriots, they would just hand the ball off to Joe Mixon 38 times in a game, like they they would give him." volume that was unlike the volume that anybody else was getting in the in in the entire league also you the the offensive line is going to get a a major upgrade when they get jonah williams that was a first round draft pick last year out of alabama that guy is odd that was one of our favorite guys in the whole draft last year and the Bengals are just getting it back it's like they it's like they have another first round pick you know that they're just getting for the first time it reminds you of when like you know when the what when the patriots Got was that Isaiah Wynn who missed his first year and they just got him back as a first like just a first round shot in the arm like right then you get yeah. it all at once. So I, I think Joe Mixon, all those factors makes it a just it makes the 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 Derrick Henry Joe Mixon uh issue one that I'll, I'll just continue to monitor and see if there's any new news that comes out or anything that we can unearth that would help me break that tie. But for now I think I have it. Uh, those two. So just to recap, number one, it's been Christian McCaffrey. Number two, Saquon Barkley. Number three, Ezekiel Elliott. Number four, Dalvin Cook. Number five, Alvin Kamara. Number six, Derrick Henry. Number seven, Joe Mixon. Who is number eight? Number eight, 
is Kenyon Drake. Okay. Kenyon Drake over Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb and uh, hey, or, or say those and, are the two guys. And, and and neither of them are my number nine. Whoa. Well, this is about to get cockamamie. Trash man, explain yourself. How are you gonna take how are you gonna you've been saying since the very beginning that if we can expect Kenyon Drake to do what he did last year, that he should be taken in the first round. That that'd be I mean, where you were taking him, right? I mean, you would be taking him. If 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 you did this right now and you would consider that if Michael Thomas, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill maybe would have been selected at the tail end of the first round as well. I mean, Drake, he averaged 19 then touches. You'd be looking at 11 because you would have had the, the 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 top five off the board that we talked about. Henry would be off the board. Mix would be off the board. That is uh, seven running backs. And I can only think three wide receivers would be off the board by then. Uh, Devontae Adams, Michael Thomas, and Tyreek Hill in some order. You're talking, you're talking about you value Kenyon Drake at about pick 111. Hey, he was he was the number four back when he was starting for for the for the Cardinals last yeah. season. Number four back averaging 19 touches a game and I think that offense has just gotten better, you know? I think they've taken more more pressure off of the running game and no, adding DeAndre Hopkins. And, and they and, and they haven't done anything to address the position besides ship David Johnson out and bring in Eno. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Eno Benjamin who is a is a complimentary back. He's he's not a he's he's not a three down back. Well, and he wasn't I, I, I think he. I think it. I think it. I think he's one of these guys that if you needed him to be one for a stretch, he could be like a Giovanni Bernard type for you. You know, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, that's in a pinch. That's kind of a good comp for him, isn't it? I I I, I never thought of that one before. Um, okay, so Kenyon Drake. That's pretty. That's that's aggressive. I thought I was aggressive on Kenyon Drake having him as my running back ten. Uh-huh. Over guys like Austin Eckler and Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards Elayer. Um, who is who is your number nine running back? And it's not Nick Chubb. It's Austin Eckler. Okay, okay. You're gonna have to explain this one to me. What am I have to explain? Like Nick Chubb, he has arguably a top ten run, running back in his backfield already. Well, not a top 10 fantasy running back, but a top 10 running back in the league. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's what Anybody, I'm talking about. I'll, I'll, I'll argue till I'm blue in the face to Kareem. Like, if, 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 if you play Dynasty, you, you need to be going out and trying to get Kareem Hunt right now. When people are thinking of him as just a backup, you know, like he's, he's only 20, he's like 24 or 25. He's going to be a runner that's taken in the first or second round of fantasy next year once he gets his new deal. You know, they, they, they were able to, the Browns were able to get him back as a, as a restricted free agent this year. That they aren't going to be able to um, just dump money into the running back position by paying Kareem Hunt and by planning to pay Nick Chubb. It's not going to happen. Kareem Hunt's going to go somewhere and be an epic starter. So if you play in Dynasty, go get Kareem Hunt. Um, with that being said, I, Nick Chubb is just so good, man. He's just so he's is so Austin cool. Eckler. All right, so Austin Eckler, no, no Melvin Gordon and, and, anymore. And, and still, we're talking about PPR formats too, and I think that kind of mitigates some of the advantages that Nick Chubb would have over a couple of these guys, like Drake and like Eckler. I think the I think Eckler and Drake, these are the kind of the backs of the future, and I and I and I feel like Nick Chubb is kind of a throwback. You know, they're, they're kind of moving away from those kind of backs. I feel like in offenses. 
in the NFL. And I think that Tyrod Taylor under center, I think he's going to want to keep his job. I think in, in order to do that, he's 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 going to limit the you know downfield throws. And I think Austin Eckler is going to get a lot of dump offs. I think he's just going to be consumed with volume in that offense. I'm trying to figure out how I can go to our. Um, I just somebody was asking him in a dynasty startup when he should take uh, when he should take Kareem Hunt. And I'm looking to oh, – so let me look at the startup draft here because I, I just recently took Kareem Hunt in a dynasty startup. Super flex. So um, in this in a super flex dynasty startup, I took him at – he was around for me in the ninth round of a 12-team. Of a, of a so if, you, if we have – he's saying that LA Red Sox again. He's saying if he's in a 16-team IDP um, – I took him at 9.01. I was thrilled with that in a 12 team. So we're talking what? Get 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 Minion Hunter in here to do some math for us. Pick 108, somewhere around there. Or wait, no. Pick 96, pick 97. So that's in a super flex league. So it would have been a little bit earlier in a non-super flex. Say maybe pick 88, 88. Let's just say pick 84 to make it easy. So the end of the seventh round in a dynasty startup is when I would take him the end of the seventh round. Uh, that's about where I was able to take him in that dynasty startup. And I would, uh, and I would begin to target him there. Um, all right. So Austin Eckler, you're not worried at all that, that, that Philip Rivers was the king of the dump off. And I think, I would, think Tyrod Taylor will play a similar type of game. I think, I think he's going to play small ball there. All right. So if you number 10, give it to us. <laughs> that's that's what that's that's what I put in your boy Nick Chubb. All right, so you're fine with Nick Chubb. I'm fine. There you there you there in your top ten, just not ahead of Austin Eckler, and it's and 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 it and it has only to do with Kareem Hunt because if Kareem Hunt was there, how high up your board would Nick Chubb be? And he'd be at probably three spots higher. about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.